Good afternoon. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Erica Carell, an associate professor of materials science and engineering. Welcome, Erica. What is it that you're working on right now? Well, currently my lab focuses on studying materials for use in extreme aerothermal environments. So, for example, engine component parts and thermal skins on the surface of hypersonic vehicles. And what's extreme about that environment? Well, in the combustion environment where the jet engines um, have to operate, they are high temperature above 1200 C to 1500 C. They have uh, aggressive gas species that can corrode and attack materials like metals, which are traditionally used. And in flight application, when you're flying hypersonic, they um, experience dissociated gas species, associated oxygen, nitrogen, atoms that can attack the surface of the material and therefore change its shape. Now you said hypersonic, that means faster than the speed of sound? What, how fast are we talking about? So we're talking above Mach 5. How do you test materials like this in the laboratory? So to simulate some of the extreme aerothermal heating environments, uh, we've set up laboratory test facilities that can duplicate some aspects of that environment. So we have a hot gas test rig facility that can uh, dump high energy onto the material, uh, provide oxygen to allow for oxidation chemical reactions, and can reach really high temperatures above 2000 C. Is this a high temperature wind tunnel? The flow velocity of the gas is like 200 to 250 meters per second, so it's subsonic. So we're not duplicating the flight uh, velocity that you would see in these vehicles, but we are duplicating the critical aspects of temperature and oxygen and high energy, high heat flux. You talk about both government and industry. Are you mostly working on military applications or civilian applications? The uh, benefits will be to everyone in the commercial markets as well. So industry is very interested in putting new ceramic materials into their engines because then they can operate more fuel efficient and carry more people, make the, the, the planes uh, faster uh, so that we can fly from Tucson to D.C. in 30 minutes versus the beautiful five-hour plane ride that we have to go through nowadays. So it'll have an impact across society. And of course, the government will have its benefits in the defense applications as well. What kind of materials are you using? Is it metals? So we uh, work with a class of uh, materials that are ceramics. And what defines a ceramic is its uh, bonding type. So for metals, you have metallic bonding. And for ceramics, you have either covalent or ionic or a mix of the two types of bonds. So because of the bond strength uh, for a ceramic versus a metal, you have a higher resistance to melting, which is all you do when you break bonds. You start to melt them. And so for the materials we work with, we have really high bond strengths. So we have applications that are in extreme uh, heating environments. So we don't work with metals. Uh, we develop uh, high temperature ceramics. How long might it take for some of the things that you're doing now to show up in airplanes that people are flying on? Currently, there's a 20-year window of implementation to put it into application. And that's something that uh, industry is not happy about. And folks like myself who make new materials with uh, new properties that can enable new applications find frustrating. And so there's, a, there's an effort in the research community and the industry community to 
accelerate that process. What got you started in this sort of work? Well, I was uh, very interested in chemistry, math, physics as a student. And uh, when I discovered material science, I figured, okay, these have this, this field of engineering has all the three uh, basic uh, science, physical science fields that I really like. That means that for you, a part of the appeal is the difficulty of it. Yes, I do like challenging problems. And so figuring out how to overcome them is uh, a great opportunity for me and my students. You're in a department called material science and engineering. There's sometimes a dichotomy between scientists and engineers. Are you a scientist or an engineer? I would say I am solving engineering problems with applied basic science. So a little bit of both. Yes. Thank you, Erica. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.